up y'all it's your girl amber and we are back for another edition of table talk and today i am joined by my little brother charles <laughs> what's up charles what's up what's up what's up well let me say this before y'all like go and get in this hissy fit is he my blood brother no but have I gotten to know this dude in amazing <laughs> ways over this past time and we'll continue to get to know him as we continue to travel <laughs> together? Yes. So does he count as my little brother in my spiritual family? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Man. So like I said, this is my little <laughs> brother, Charles. How you doing, bro? Good. I'm good. I'm good. I am so excited to have you on this show can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself oh man um i am charles as she said i'm Listen from <laughs> i'm from indiana small town connersville i play basketball I'm 24 i just graduated college after doing five long hard frustrating years uh, <laughs> now i'm just traveling the world with amber hey yeah now you stayed humble when you said i play basketball <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't just kind of play basketball he plays basketball so much and so well that that's what he's talking about today <laughs> he's giving us a little glimpse into his expertise hmm you right. <laughs> <laughs> so to begin our journey into this glimpse in this realm of expertise that you have, can you tell us a little bit about how you got into basketball? Yeah. When I was about three years old, my dad put the ball in my hands. Mm. Um, and I guess ever since then, I've always wanted it, wanted the ball. Um, my dad used to play in his younger days. He was really, really good. Um, he never did anything with the game, but he was very good and taught me everything he knew. And so, yeah, that's where that's it comes from. Mm-hmm. That's what's up, man. That is so awesome when, you know, you get to have that space of connecting like that. Yeah. So with that and with that being your start, why is basketball important to you? Mm. Going back to my dad, um, he never, because he never did anything with it, that was kind of our thing. Uh, basically, he was going to live it out through me. And I had made a promise to him when I was younger uh, that I would make something out of that game. I would become something um, through it. And so I'm keeping that promise to him. And also, it's just the game has just done so much for me and to me. It's definitely molded who I am, um, and I just appreciate it so much. You know, it's a blessing to be able to play, and it's truly a gift from God to be able to play that game. Wow, wow, wow. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that it's, like, molded you and changed you. How, how has it molded you and changed you and impacted your life? It really shaped me in terms of learning how to be patient and understand things and read things and there's just a lot of life lessons in it like teamwork and being able to um, operate around other people and work with people just stuff like that it's done a lot in that aspect 
That's what's up. That's what's up. So we've gotten the basis and the foundation for this basketball. But one of the reasons I really wanted to talk to you today was because of this thing that you write on Uno cards <laughs> that every time you win, oh. we have like this competition, right? <laughs> While we're out here traveling, we love to game. And whoever wins the game of Uno gets to sign yeah, the card. Funny. And every time Charles signs the card, he signs the card with Hashtag I J N I P. Charles, can you tell the listeners what <laughs> I J N I P is? I J N I P stands for In Jesus Name I Play. Uh, I'll give the story on that actually. It's a really cool story. Uh, when I was at my first university, the guy who led me to Christ and was discipling me, his name's Jay Holiday, he was working out with me in the gym well putting me through the workout and helping me with rebounding and stuff like that and he stopped me and asked me if i was going as hard as i could go and i told him i was tired and he said well if this game is truly a gift from god like you say it is shouldn't you go as hard as you can for him mm. and when he said it like i was tired <laughs> so it kind of just went in one and out the other but as we kept going it kept like messing with me and he threw me the ball and we were doing this like layup drill and he said how hard are you going to go for the lord are you really going to play for him with all your heart and then when he said that i took off and i tried to dunk it as <laughs> as hard as i could and i missed it but he said okay so now you're showing me something you're showing him something too you really appreciate this game he just kept saying stuff like that and i was getting worked up and I eventually it was the first time i dunked by myself and from there, that, that I fell in love with, in Jesus' name I play. There's this brand, it's called Active Faith. Um, and it was right after that is when I discovered it. And then seeing the quote, in Jesus' name I play, it's just always taken me back to that. And so now I just rock with it. That's what's up. Whether it's Udo cards or basketball, you rocking with it. That's what's up. Now... I love how Jay challenged you in mm -hmm. that space yeah. and kind of forced you to connect in a way that you hadn't. How have you learned to connect in in basketball with God? Um, yeah, in those phases, how have you learned to connect with God through through gaming or sports? It's really cool. So, like, when I'm playing... I actually find myself a lot talking to him in my head, asking him things like, is my heart okay while I'm playing? My motive's good? Am I, am I playing out of anger? Am I playing out of spite? Or are you my source of energy? Am I playing the game for you right now? Just questions like that. I just find myself always talking to him in the middle of the game. And two, it's, it's kind of like a place of intimacy for me and him. I... It's like when I'm on the court, other than when I'm talking to him, my mind is usually clear and I can really hear him while I'm doing whatever. Even if I'm just shooting around, it doesn't always have to be in a game. If I'm just on the court by myself, I always feel his presence there with me. Mm. You hit on something when you were just talking where you talked about your motives in what you're doing. 
Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Like, what does it look like in the realm of sports to examine your motives? So I guess this is a two-part. Not only examine your motives, but adjust them to be pure. So it's real easy to find yourself performing to satisfy the audience or like showboat or make yourself look like the star or something like that when in reality if you're playing for him he doesn't care if you're the star he doesn't care if you're the best player if you look the best have the best gear while you're playing he just wants you to play your hardest for him and so stuff like that I can, it's easy for me to find myself showboating sometimes and so I'm always asking is my heart pure while I'm playing this game am I really playing for you like I say I am and you usually will set me straight <laughs> when I ask. So <laughs> that's what I meant more so by the motives. That's what's up. And that's so true with the Lord. Like he will absolutely correct us yeah, in will. a second, especially in those spaces where we're looking for it. How did you learn to play so humble? Because it's awesome to be at this space where you're checking your motives. But I imagine something had to get you to this space. Yeah. So I have studied and followed Steph Curry since his college career. And even before I came to Christ, I knew he was playing for something bigger than what I ever could think to play for. Wow. And so once I came to Christ, I understood he was playing for him, but I didn't know what that looked like. And so really doing a lot of research and on him and listening to a lot of his podcasts and Hearing his testimony and things like that is where it really set in for me. And watching his games and seeing how he um, exemplifies that on the court, too, really put it into motion for me. Wow, that's an awesome space of humility. Another thing that I know about Charles, because I've seen this myself, that he hasn't necessarily shared, is that he has like some crazy work ethic. Like, his work ethic is ridiculous. I mean, if there is a second, <laughs> if there is a second that we have, like, just downtime, chilling, we're not exploring or whatever, you hear that basketball bouncing. I mean, he bounced the basketball on the freaking Camino. <laughs> if y'all don't know what the Camino is, Google the Camino de Santiago and <laughs> see like about the Camino and then look <clears throat> at the terrain and see what it looks like and what it would truly mean to carry a basketball on mm. that journey. So can you tell me a little bit about how you got to that space in your work ethic because i mean wow so before christ it was more so an escape for me to always be putting the work in just to escape from whatever voids i had um, in my life but once i came to christ it became kind of like reading scripture you know you want to stay in the word that's your armor, that's your sword, that's your protection from the enemy and all those things. And it's also a place to continue growing and to develop into what God wants you to be. And so for basketball, now that I play for him, it's more so just to give thanks to him and show him that I do appreciate that gift. Man, 
That is so good. So if there is an athlete that's out there that's playing that has found this space of um, beautiful work ethic, that's maybe even found this space of humility, what advice would you have for that athlete that is operating in those realms but now wants to operate in a space where they are truly playing for the Lord? I would tell them to find another person if they can to um, do that with, at least starting out. And then once they feel comfortable enough without that person always being around and kind of walking them through everything, then, yeah, take take off. Let the Lord lead. I know for me, if I didn't study Steph and look all that up, and if I didn't have Jay around, I don't know what if I would be I don't know if I would be where I'm at now with it because that definitely helped me out I know if starting out if I would have tried to figure it out on my own I don't think it would be the same that's just for me personally yeah so it helped a lot being able to learn from someone else as we're for like Jay he didn't even he ended up quitting the team at that point he wasn't even on the team he was just in there doing it with me but he was playing for the Lord wow before he quit and even when he plays now just for fun he's still playing for the lord so having that example definitely shaped it for me man and i love that you mentioned both jay and steph because if there's anybody out there that doesn't have a jay you have somebody to Mm -hmm. look at to see what it truly means to take that time and truly play for the lord Now, that was if we have somebody that has that work ethic, that has that space of humility. If there is a listener out there that loves basketball, but is trying to figure out how to go to the next level, but they don't know what that work ethic looks like, they may maybe even don't know what that humility looks like, what advice do you have for them? Mm. If that passion is there, then I I believe that the work ethic will come. But to that person, whoever you are listening, <laughs> get online and just look up. You watch your favorite basketball players. Just go on YouTube, and this is what I do now. Go on YouTube, type in your favorite basketball player, just put whoever basketball, and their workouts will show up. And if you want to be that as good as that player, you'll watch that workout and you'll end up doing the same workouts because that's what I do now, which it also makes the game more fun and challenges you in different ways too. So with those workouts that you're challenging them to review and tap into, I know Steph has got to be one. Who else are you watching? I watch a lot of Steph. I watch Chris Paul. I watch a little bit of LeBron. It's tough watching him because he's an alien. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I, wa- I don't really watch a lot of Kobe workouts, but I like listening to him talk about his work ethic because I don't think there will ever be anyone in the game of basketball that has a work ethic like him. Yeah. But I, like, I watch a lot of Drew Hanlon, who he's a skill tra- skills trainer. He trains a lot of the young NBA players. I watch a lot of his stuff because he really puts in the work and watching film and breaking down NBA games and specific moves um, and teaching it too. And so that's probably my 
package. Oh, and Kyrie Irving. Everybody knows who that is. So I ain't got to explain that. <laughs> Self-explanatory. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that is awesome. And I love um, the way you tap into YouTube with uh, these workouts. And I love that you give such a practical way for people to get to the next level. Because the truth of the matter is, anytime that you want to level up in athletics or whatever it is that you're working towards, you got to put in work. You got to put in work. So I have another question for you. With getting to this space where you have this amazing work ethic and you are trying to find this space of humility, how do you practically connect that work ethic and that talent and that skill with the ideology in Jesus' name I play? by not allowing basketball to take place over um, where God is in my life. Wow. What a word. Don't put basketball in the place where God should be. And I can only imagine to have that kind of wisdom. It has to come from some form of experience. Most definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So the first example that comes to my mind is at my first school I wasn't getting minutes to play or anything and I was easily the top three best on the team and it's really frustrating to not be able to play the way I know I could play on the floor in the amount of time I had I would get in with like two minutes left in the game and we're up by 40 and not have time to do anything Mm. and I realized that the reason that it really hurt me is because I wasn't playing for the Lord, one. And two, basketball was my source of joy. It mm. took the place of where God should be. God is the true and only source of joy. And so when basketball was taking that place, I just wasn't finding. I wasn't happy. I was skipping classes and running all these other things to try to fill that that void of not being able to play the game I love so much. Um, and really, if I would have been playing for God and if God had been on the throne of my life in that time, over basketball, not playing the game really wouldn't have hurt me because at the end of the day, I'm still playing, even if it's a little bit. I can still go play outside. I can still play during practice or in the gym whenever I wanted to. It's not about being the star or shining. It's about playing the game for God. Wow. Wow. So in that space where you just gave us this beautiful example, how did you go from having basketball on that throne to putting God back in his proper place? Yeah. So he literally had to take it from me. (laughs) It was crazy. So I, I was really fed up at this point. I remember and we had practice the next day and going into practice I was just not wanting to be there because I knew I was about to scrimmage the whole practice and then not playing the game that upcoming weekend but in the middle of the scrimmage I ended up straining my ACL which really it sounded like a tear my coach instantly thought it was a tear the trainer even said it was a tear went to the hospital and then did got the x-rays or did the MRI thing whatever they do at the hospital and I had to wait a couple days for results and I couldn't walk on my leg I couldn't put any pressure on it I had crutches and everything and I was miserable 
but it ended up being a strain. And then shortly after that, I ended up fracturing my tibia in my right leg and was supposed to be out even longer, but I kept playing on it, but it only made it worse. And so I ended up even leaving the school and not having anywhere to go play for a whole semester. I took a whole semester off from college before going to my next school. And it was really hard. I didn't have any offers. I didn't have any connection, any other schools or anything. I was literally just playing by myself every day. And in that, he finally revealed to me, like, this game means more to you than I do. And until I can sit on that throne, maybe this is all you're going to have. And I had to ask myself, like, is that okay? Is that okay for him to be on the throne and this be all I have left? Just going to the park and shooting around for a couple hours or going to a gym and just working out on my own. And once I found peace in that, all the blessings came. (laughs) It's crazy once you trust God with something that means a lot to you. He makes it a billion times better. And so, yeah. Wow, wow, wow. That is amazing. So with that, what advice would you have for a listener that is at that point? They're at that point where they're like, you know what, I am recognizing that basketball or school or work or whatever it is, is on this throne that God should be on. What advice would you have for them in making that switch so that they can make it before God actually takes it away? Yeah, don't don't get to that point where he takes it away. It was hard. Mm. I cried a lot. I I was really nervous about my future because of that. But if you're at that point, just let it go. Just let it go. There's nothing's gonna last as long as an eternity with him. Mm. So you just gotta surrender. It's not like if you give it to him, you can't enjoy it anymore. You can't have fun or anything like that he's when you give him things he gives you something 10 times better 100 times better a million times better (laughs) (laughs) so just let it go if he wants something if he's trying to tell you something listen and just be obedient to what he's telling you amen amen i mean the lord told me to give up corporate america and then he took it away he took it away he took it away jesus jesus but he had greater plans amen (laughs) (laughs) he had greater plans (laughs) oh man charles it has been so awesome having you on the show you have shared everything from how you started playing basketball to why you play for the lord to this acronym i j n i p what it means what it stands for why you rock it to even practical advice to getting to that space where the lord is on the throne Mm-hmm. If there is one piece of advice, one piece of wisdom that you want our listeners to walk away with from this conversation, what mm-hmm. would that be? When you do things for him, it's always better than when you do things for yourself. So much more rewarding. It's more fulfilling. You really experience what passion means when you do that. It's, you always will let yourself down. 
when you play and do things for yourself, but you can never let him down. You can never impress him. He'll never be more proud of you than he is now. He's not going to love you more because you scored 50 billion points in a game where you hit the game-winning shot, and he's not going to love you any less because you didn't even play in the game. You sat at the bench the whole game. Nothing changes with him. You can't surprise him. You can't impress him with anything you do at all. And that's why I love playing for him, because I know no matter what, he's still going to be my father at the end of the day. And he'll always be proud of me. Amen. Wow. Those are some amazing words. Ah, oh, so good. So good. Charles, I just want to thank you so much for joining us on Table Talk. Today. Table Talk. Hey, 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 hey. Number one podcast hey. in the world. Received in Jesus' name. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Oh, I thank you guys, Table Talk fam, for taking a moment to indulge in a taste at the table. At the table.